Good morning, everyone. Welcome to our online worship service. I am so grateful that you have joined us this morning. Just thank you for being here. It has now been over a month since we've been doing the social distancing from each other. And so I wanted to do this series called In the Waiting. I am so anxious for the time when we get back together, and I bet you're the same as me. And so what do we do while we're in the waiting? I don't uh, like it at all. In fact, I saw this quote, and it said, the big money is not in the buying or the selling, but in the waiting. And I bet that's true because people get really antsy, especially when it comes to the stock market or investments, and we're watching them just plummet and go down, and people have this tendency, this urge to just want to go and sell and protect what we have left. But he's like, man, just be patient in the waiting. Things will bounce back. And I know things are going to bounce back. But it's like, what do I do while I'm in the waiting? You know, because I, I, it's just crazy watching the news and, and listening to people. You have all of these overzealous citizens who are angry and they're out protesting, holding up signs, give me liberty or give me death. And you have some in an overreaching government who are saying, we don't need to get back until this is completely over around the year 2022. And we're like caught in the middle. And we're like, well, I don't want to speak today as an overzealous citizen or as an overreaching government. My role as a pastor is to begin asking us, what do we do while we're in the waiting? And I love this verse of scripture that comes out of Psalm 27. It says, yet I'm confident that I will see the Lord's goodness while I am here in the land of the living. And that's us, we are here in the land of the living and we are in this pandemic and yet we will see the Lord's goodness. And so he says, wait patiently for the Lord. Be brave and courageous. Yes, wait patiently for the Lord. And so I want you to know that waiting does not mean the absence of action. And being patient doesn't mean that I'm still not intentional or deliberate. This verse of scripture in Psalm 139, when the psalmist was talking about how God put us together, knit us together, was intimately involved in our lives even before we were born. He said, God, you go before me and you follow me and you place your hand of blessing on my head. Man, that is so good. God has gone before us and he is smoothing out the path so that we don't get too tired, too weary, or we do not trip. And he follows behind us so that if we stumble, if we fall, he is there to pick us up and to take care of us. And he puts his hand of blessing on our head, which means he's going to bless all of us, every bit of us. So what do we do when we're in the waiting? Well, there's this song that we sing called, Yes, I Will. And before I even go any further in our message today, I would really love for us to stop, pause, and sing that song. I love the line in the song that says this, in the waiting, the same God who's never late is working all things out. He's working all things out. Oh, yes, I will sing for joy when my heart is heavy. Yes, I will praise his name. And so 
I want us to just pause and sing that song as a declaration. And then when we come back, I want to talk about what do we do? How do we navigate this time when we're in the waiting? How do we get through it successfully? And then what's one thing that we can do intentionally to make sure that we are advancing the cause of God and growing spiritually in our life? Let's sing this song together. love that song. I love that line, in the waiting. The same God that's never late is working all things out. So 
I, I will sing for joy when my heart is heavy, and I will praise his name. And so we want to make sure that we're navigating well this waiting time, this experience of this pandemic. I think it was Andy Stanley who I first heard quote this, waiting time is not wasted time. And so while we're in the waiting, we, we don't want to waste this opportunity that we have in front of us. We can spend all of our time complaining about the government or complaining about things or worrying over our finances or our jobs, which, which I know is a big deal. But, but I don't want to waste this opportunity. And so uh, how, how are we going to navigate this successfully? And uh, this is the time, by the way, when, number one, we pray over each other. Uh, Jackie and Scott Harrington, praying for you guys. Jackie, with, with your 102-year-old mother. Uh, I know uh, she has the coronavirus, and worst of all, you can't even be with her. And so I'm praying you know, for you and for your family. This is the time when we cover each other in prayer. This is the time when we catch each other doing things right because we're, 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 we're stuck in homes with each other and we're finding little things about each other that aggravate or irritate us. But this isn't the time to point all that stuff out. This is the time when we catch each other doing things right. This is the time when we bless each other. And you go up to someone and say, you know what I love about you, right? I think my wife and I have now been on uh, eight picnics. And, and uh, it, you know, we probably didn't go on eight picnics all last year. But here I am working in one room. She's in another room. We come out, and we're like, hey, what do you want to do? And so we pack some sandwiches and go sit out by the water and have a picnic. You know, we want this to be a time when we'll look back and remember fondly decisions that we made. And so we want to be very intentional on what we do. Now, I'm still getting questions from people about, hey, what do you think is going to happen? Or how do I navigate this? Or I, I'm hating it, you know, not being at work or when we're not being together. How can we navigate this time successfully? And so I want to address that. And one of the things that I want to first share with you is something that Jim Collins wrote about in his book, Good to Great. He called it the Stockdale Paradox. Now, Admiral James Stockdale was a pilot with, with the Navy, and he was shot down during the Vietnam War, and he was a prisoner of war for eight years. He was tortured over 20 times, and yet he was the highest-ranking official there at Hanoi Hilton during that time in, in, as a prisoner of war. And so all of those soldiers were looking to him as to how they were going to navigate successfully this, this time, this event that was horrible. And so he had to figure out, what am I going to do? How am I going to give hope and life and help these soldiers navigate this event successfully? When he came home, they asked him, how did you do it? What was it that got you through that horrible event? And how is it that all these men followed you so successfully and are, are praising you for what you did? And I want you to look at this quote that he said. I never lost faith in the end of the story. I never doubted not only that I would get out, but also 
that I would prevail in the end and turn the experience into the defining event of my life, which in retrospect, I would not trade. So just let that sink in for just a minute. Never lost faith that I was going to get out. But I also knew that I was going to be so intentional in that waiting time while I was there that not only would I navigate it successfully, but that would become the defining moment of my life and something so good during that time would happen that I would never trade it away. Now, that's how we get through this event successfully. And he called it a paradox because he was also asked, were there soldiers who didn't make it, who didn't get out? And he goes, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was the naive optimist. And they're like, what, an optimist? He said, yeah, there were these people who said, oh, we'll be out by Christmas or oh, we'll be out by Easter or oh, we'll be out by such and such a day. And that time would come and go. And then year after year after year, it did not happen. And he said, those soldiers died of a broken heart. And so he said, it was a, it was a paradox. It was, it was a combination between two things. Look at this. He said, you must never confuse faith that you will prevail in the end, which you can never afford to lose, with the discipline to confront the most brutal facts of your current reality, whatever they might be. And so we are not in charge of a lot of things, but we, we are in charge of ourselves and how we're going to navigate this, how I'm going to bless other people or not. Am I going to be impatient? Am I going to always be looking at things that are negative? Or am I going to focus on what's right? And am I going to navigate successfully this event? And so, I have a question for you. Do you believe it is possible for First City Church to grow spiritually and numerically while we are separated through this event? Just think about the question for a minute. See, if, if, I'm, if I'm worried about the government or if I'm worried about the, the, the shutdown or, or the virus or if I'm scared or if I'm fearful, I, I could easily waste all of this time. But, but I don't want to waste it. And, and this is what I, I, I believe, that during this time we can, we can grow spiritually and I also believe that our church can grow numerically through this event that we left with our church being one size and we'll all come back and we may bring a few others with us. Do you believe that that can happen? Well, well it can and it will if we'll just be intentional. I got to tell you, uh, I don't, you know, because I'm always working at the church building, I don't always get to come around the corner and catch my wife reading her Bible early in the morning or late in the evening. But, boy, I tell you, I, I these are sweet times, and I don't want us to waste them. And so I have an opportunity for you. What is, this is just one thing that we can be doing while we're in the waiting. I met this guy named Aki, and, uh, and he started this ministry called Streets of Prayer. And you can go to streetsofprayer.org. He also has a, an app for your phone. And I heard about him through Amy Dent. They're friends from years and years ago. And 
he has always loved prayer. And he, and he has a video, and you can watch his video, where he said, you know, I, I, I was not good at prayer. I couldn't even pray for just a couple of minutes. But I decided I, this is something I really want to do in my life. And so he started walking in his neighborhood. And as he walked, he started praying over all the houses or the people that he met. And he said a couple of minutes turned into five minutes, turned into 20 minutes, turned into an hour. Next thing you know, this prayer ministry was the most important thing. He started looking forward to these times of prayer. And when I talked to him about it, I said, this is something we need to be doing in Pensacola. Can we do streets of prayer in Pensacola? And he said, my vision is that we do it all over the world, that Christians all over the world will walk their streets and pray over their cities and over our states, over our nation, and over the world. What would happen if every one of us got outside our house, started walking our communities, our streets, our neighborhoods, and covered it in prayer and met people and started talking to them about Jesus? What could God do with that? So I called Carl Bird who's working at the WOW Radio. And I'm like, Carl, man, I, I need your help. Maybe you should lead this from the radio station because I don't want just First City doing this. I, I want every church, every Christian in all of Pensacola. I would love to see our city and Milton and Cantonment and uh, Pace, you know, and Beulah and Navarre. I would love all of us to, to go outside of our house onto the streets and start praying over people and over their homes and over their lives and over their souls. And so as we began to navigate this, I downloaded the app. I took a couple of screenshots so that you could see. On that app, you can list a bunch of people that you would like to pray for who are not Christians. Now, I blacked out their names so that you couldn't see them, but I have a list. And it has a number of times that you pray for them. So I got these screenshots right after I downloaded it. It also has where you can put in organizations or ministries. And so I'm praying for our church. I'm praying for, boy, hurting people, uh, people who've lost their jobs, you know, and, uh, and that we can get together again soon. Healthcare professionals for you know, our doctors and our surgeons and our nurses and our first responders. I'm praying for our lift ministry. Do you know we fed 900 people last week in foster care? 150 meals that each covered six people. So 150 deliveries, six people per delivery, 900 people. Man, and we're going to do it again here at the end of this month, and we need you to get involved. And so I'm praying that our outreach, you know, increases. I'm praying for our police officers, Chief uh, Tommy Leiter and, and all of those officers and all of his staff. Keep them safe, Lord God, and, and God bless them while they're, while they're protecting our streets in our city and Woodland Meadows, that's my subdivision. And so here's a screenshot of it. And so I have six streets, and so if I walk up and down each street, which I've started doing, it's about three miles, and just praying over people. You know that on my street, there's a guy at the end down here who goes uh, to another church in town, and, and he owns a truck dealership. And, and two doors down from him is a pastor at another church, and then across the street from them, is a music minister at another church. I had no idea I was living on Pastor Road, you know, and, uh, but there are a lot of people who I'm just now starting to wave to and starting to see and get to know. And so I have an opportunity in front of me, and I want to invite you to do the same. 
You can also list some people that you would like to pray for. You can invite other people to come onto this app. There are a lot of songs. There's some worship music. If you like to walk and listen to worship music, you can do that off this app. Uh, there's a, a Bible, so if you like it to read your Bible, you know, as, as you're walking, you can do that. And so, Streets of Prayer, every person, every street, download the app, and I'm inviting you to join me right now. Even while I'm talking, get out your cell phones and pull up Streets of Prayer and download the app. And let's start covering our city in prayer. And now, here's, here's the go-to theological strategy. I love this when Jesus talked about it, Matthew chapter 7. He's talking to us about how important it is in prayer. And so he said, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you'll find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. I love this. For everyone who asks receives. And the one who seeks finds. And the one who knocks, the door will be open. Now, I really love, you know, this expression. And so <clears throat> every time I looked at it, I thought, well, Jesus is just saying the same thing three different ways. You know, it's almost like synonyms. All the same thing, maybe just a different word or a different expression. But the more I think about it, that's not really the case. The more I look at this, the more I'm beginning to see that it's a progression. So imagine this. Imagine you're sitting at your house and Jesus walks in and he sits down on the couch and you're like, hey, I was just about to pray. And uh, Jesus is like, oh, that's a great idea. And so you pray and you're like, God, you know, help all of my neighbors come to know Jesus Christ. And at the end of the prayer, Jesus says, man, that's a, that's a great prayer. And you're like, well, thank you. And so you get some sweet tea and you turn on the television and you start watching the show. And then the next day you come back and Jesus is there and you're and you go back to prayer, and you're like, God, help all of my neighbors to get to know Jesus. He's like, that's a great prayer. And you're like, thanks. Let's, let's binge watch something. And then you just watch TV. After a while, Jesus is going to just be looking at you saying, are we not going to do anything? I mean, you're going to ask, and you're not going to go out seeking some of your neighbors? When are we going to get up off the couch, turn the television off, and go meet some of these people you want to come to know me. I'll go with you, right? And so here's the progression as I see it. When we begin to ask, we're just giving full expression to our desire. God, I want my neighbors to come to know Jesus. God, I, I, I want to have a greater influence in this community for you and for your kingdom. And then at some point, we have to take steps. We, we need to go seek Get out and go wave to some neighbors. Go meet them. Hello, my name is Rick. What's your name? How long have you lived here? Right? Just get to know them. But go begin seeking opportunities. And then when the Holy Spirit begins to prompt, and he will, you'll know there will come this moment when I need to now knock on the door. I need to, to, to say, hey, um, uh, do you go to church anywhere? Um, are you a Christian? Can I talk to you about that? Now, I've noticed that when my opening statement is, hey, do you know Jesus? Which is a great question, but it's pretty forward. People tend to back off. So I usually begin with, hey, where do you go to church? And well, this is where I go to church. We got great people. And, and I just start, when did you become a Christian? How long have you been going there? 
and I just let the conversation naturally move. And then I'll know how to navigate it. I don't know how you're going to do it. But that's what we want to do. We want to just sit around in our home and begin to ask God, help God during this time while we're waiting. I don't want to waste it. You have moved us out of our building. So now move us onto our streets. And let's really begin to introduce Jesus Christ to a lot of people. Let's ask. And at some point, let's go wave to some people. Keep our social distancing, right? But begin just, how are you? This is my name and what's your name and how long have you lived here? And then whenever the Holy Spirit prompts, even if it's through a Zoom meeting, I pray that we walk through that door and open up a conversation and talk to someone about Jesus. That's our goal. That's what we want to accomplish. That's what we want to do. So how do we successfully navigate this period of in the waiting? Number one, we don't lose faith, and in the end, we're going to prevail. We realistically look at our situation, and we say, we are not in charge of what happens next. And so, because of those two things, I want to be very intentional with what I can do during this time. And I want us to begin with prayer. And I want us to begin with going out into our community. I absolutely believe that we'll have more people get back. Whenever we can get back and assemble again, we'll have more people wanting to come than when we started this over a month ago. Do you believe it? So now I just want to pray for you. I want to pray that God will bless you while you're in the waiting. That his covering will be over your family over your health, over your finances, over your jobs, over your relationships, and over your opportunities to do something in your community in the name of Jesus Christ. Last week after we watched our, our video, uh, this uh, service, our small group got together on a Zoom meeting and all took communion together. I still hope you're taking communion and I hope you're being creative with it. Invite other people into it. This is a sweet moment when you're going to define your own personal relationship with God. Run after it with all your heart. I want to pray over your opportunities, over your streets of prayer, over your communion, over your health, your job, and your life right now. And thanks for being with us today. Let's pray. Lord God, we want to be so intentional you are very intentional with us. You said, I go before you and I follow you and I bless you. And you've said that you're going to be with us in the waiting. You're with us, blessing us in the land of the living. So, Lord God, while we're here right now in this time of waiting, we want to be active. We want to be intentional. We want to cover our streets in prayer. We want to reach more people. You've moved us out of the building. Now move us intentionally onto our streets. And thank you for that sweet opportunity. Be with us as we share in communion, as we grow in our relationships with our friends and with our families. Protect us. We always pray, guide us, lead us, protect us. God, we know, we know you will. So help us to have our eyes fixed on you. Thank you for calling us your children. Thank you for your overwhelming blessing. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. May God bless you.